I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. 630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad. <laughs> Edmonton's home for breaking news on your favorite teams. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on the voice of your Edmonton Oilers and Eskimos. 6.30 Chad. And it's hour two of 6.30 Chad Inside Sports for this Wednesday evening. Dave Campbell in for Reed Wilkins tonight. Reed will be back tomorrow. It's the face-off show between the Oilers and the Jets beginning at 4.30. The puck will drop at 6. Oilers ending up a uh, two-game road trip against the high-flying Winnipeg Jets. They will be no slouch. But the Oilers, they have been playing some good hockey lately as well. Six to, or eight, two and one in the last eleven games. Unfortunately, though, Oscar Clefbaum back on injured reserve with a hand injury. Don't know the severity. Probably won't know that till the Oilers arrive back in Edmonton and the injury is a further is further uh, evaluated. So Caleb Jones is up from Bakersfield of the American Hockey League. Uh, two goals, ten assists, twelve points. He leads all defensemen on the Condors. Also activated uh, today off injured reserve is Drake Kajula. And sent down to Bakersfield is forward Cooper Marodi. Uh, NHL tonight, 2-2. Islanders and Golden Knights, they're starting the third period of play. In Calgary, the Flames up 1-0 on the Philadelphia Flyers. Sam Bennett, his fifth goal of the season. In Chicago, 2-1. The Hawks over the Penguins, they're in the second period of play. Uh, that uh, period has just started. Stars and Ducks are still to come. They're the late game tonight. Prince Albert Raiders up 2-1 on the Oil Kings, approaching the uh, midway part of the uh, second period in PA. The Raiders are the best team in the WHL record-wise at 28-2-1. I would probably would say they are the be- they are the best team in the league <laughs> record-wise or not. Uh, that's pretty impressive. Absolutely. That is an insane record. It is. I've that's I've played full seasons of NHL on the EA Sports on on the PlayStation <laughs> and that stuff. And I haven't even got what was it, twenty eight four and one you said? Something uh, like that? Twenty eight two and one. That's a, absurd. Yeah. It's crazy. You know what else is a good record? Twenty four six and two. That is a record of the Saint Al- or the uh, Saint Albert. Uh oh. <laughs> I hope Jeff doesn't hang up on me now because I said that. <laughs> the Sherwood Park Crusaders of the Alberta Junior Hockey League, the leaders of the North, and joining us, uh, Jeff Wojewitka, the associate coach uh, for the Crusaders. Uh, my apologies for the um, slip there, and welcome to the show, Jeff. Thanks a lot for having me on. <laughs> well, how much fun has this year been for, uh, I mean, obviously we have a record like that, 24-6-2, it's a lot of fun, but, uh, you know, when it looks easy, it, it, it never is that easy, but... Uh, you're on a five-game winning streak. Uh, tell me about the season so far. Well, obviously, uh, no, we're having a really good season. We've had a lot of good, uh, uh, lot of good young guys that have come up and uh, played really good for us, and a lot of good veterans who have stepped up and throughout uh, throughout our lineup. We got really good depth and uh, a lot of good kids, and you know, it just makes it easy coming to the rink now. It's yeah. you know, we got a lot of good character guys that you know want to put in the work every day, and and uh, it's easy for me. 
uh, Adam Anna and Kyle Chase to sit there and watch these guys develop. Uh, you got some help too because you got some players back who were uh, trying to earn a spot uh, in the uh, in the uh, upcoming uh, uh, the uh, junior World Junior A Challenge. You got uh, well for one Michael Benning, and of course that's yeah. another Benning that's around yeah. in Edmonton uh, in the Edmonton yeah. area, and uh, Carter Savoy as well. And I believe there's one other, but anyway, uh, but Garrett Garrett Clay. There you go. But having yeah. those three guys back uh, makes a good team better. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Obviously, we were, you know, obviously from our end, we wanted them to go there and get the experience and hopefully have them a chance to make the team, but that was, wasn't the case. But at the end of the day, they had some good experience there, and they, I'm sure they learned a lot, and it just shows you how hard it is to to move up. But, you know, a lot of the, all three of those guys are having really good years for us, and uh, obviously it just comes down to kind of a numbers game when you get down to that that stage and uh, they're all good kids and good players and they got bright futures ahead of them and, and we're happy obviously to have them back for us for the last few games here before Christmas. Was there a period with those three that you know they kind of had to spit the bad taste out of their mouth of, of not being able to, to make the team and uh, or was the transition pretty smooth? Well I think it was it was pretty like uh, we had got a call from uh, Kyle Chase our GM and he just said uh, these guys wanted to come back and we had a game the next night after they or the next the same day they got sent down at Spruce Grove and they wanted to be in the lineup that same day so they wanted to be back with us and play and we ended up winning that game so obviously having those three back in the lineup that night was a big part of the reason we got two points that night too so shows their commitment to us yeah for sure and sometimes dealing with disappointment is get out and do what you love and you know kind of take some aggression out on the opposition you betcha yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff uh, Jeff Wojcicki joins us associate coach for the uh, Sherwood Park Crusaders here on uh, 630 Chat Inside Sports uh, a great year so far for the Sherwood Park Crusaders uh, leading the North Division of the Alberta, Alberta Junior Hockey League uh, 24 6 and 2 um, you have a game coming up uh, like a neutral site is it in Vermilion your yeah, hometown it- it's in Vermilion, yeah, it is. It's uh, going to the big, big town of Vermilion, and uh, no, we're excited about it. What? Yeah, what's that going to be like to to coach in in your hometown and, and bring your boys there and hopefully get a win? Well, I think it's for right now. It's just about you know showcasing our you know the league to you know the the rural areas and uh, my, my hometown. I guess that being one of them, it's. It's going to be good. We're hoping to get a lot of support and a lot of good, you know, hopefully get, you know, it's exciting for the guys maybe just to get away and kind of change the scenery up a little bit. And, and uh, no, we're, we're excited. And uh, I think it's a good time just before Christmas just to have this and, and uh, see where it kind of goes and we'll see where it plays out in the future. But it's uh, for right now, we're really looking forward to it. And, uh, It'll be a good turnout to showcase uh, the talent in uh, Alberta Junior Hockey League, especially two two teams that are really battling it out in the North Division right now, just to show how good our league is. And your, uh, do you have many uh, friends and family still left in in Vermilion? Yeah, I still have my actually my mom and dad and uh, my oldest brother and his family are still out there. They, uh, I grew up on a farm just uh, eight miles uh, kind of northwest of Vermilion, so it was. Uh, it's been it's been good. They've been there the whole time, and uh, uh, that's where I grew up. And I got lots of friends and family still out there. So it's, we're hoping, you know, obviously they they're, they're going to all come out and watch, and it'll be a, it'll be a really good event.
Yeah, no question, and I'm sure you're getting yeah. a lot of texts going. I can't wait to see it, Jeff. <laughs> you, <laughs> yeah, so, the only the only thing is it's not televised. You got to get to the rink to do it. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's right. And you probably text yeah. back. Yes, it's. A, I'm looking forward to seeing you, but please remember, I'm working. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You betcha. Uh, Jeff Wojcicki joins us, associate coach for the uh, Sherwood Park Crusaders here on 6:30 Chat Inside Sports. You, uh, I know you're from Vermilion, but. You have really made Edmonton your home, and that goes back to when, uh, you know, during that lockout year when the uh, Roadrunners moved from Toronto to Edmonton. And yeah. you had a pretty good year that year, personally, even yeah. though that was, I remember that was a tough season overall, but you, you yeah. got uh, six goals, 26 points in 80 games. Uh, tell me how Edmonton kind of, how, or how you embraced Edmonton. And you, I mean, you, you've played a lot of hockey in a lot of places in the national yeah. hockey league and, you know, overseas and in the, in the minors. Uh, what was it about Edmonton that, that you really fell in love with? Well, I think just coming here and I don't like, uh, I came here and I didn't really, I, this is my kind of my, my base, I guess, when I was playing just to get my training under me. And I guess, you know, when I was training for hockey and doing all that, I almost, felt like I needed a place to hang my hat, you know, where I could get the proper training I needed when I was playing. And it just so happened here, I bought my house in Shore Park. Uh, I was with the Oilers organization at that time. The lockout hit, and then all of a sudden, we're playing in Edmonton here with the Roadrunners, the team that I was playing on in Toronto, and moved to Edmonton. So it worked out really good at that time. And just, I guess... Right now, I'm just—it's just kind of worked out as because when I moved away and I was playing hockey away from home, it, it mostly stayed vacant the whole time. But now it's—it's it's led into me staying here, uh, uh, into the coaching, kind of getting involved with the coaching now, and it's almost been my—I call it my home. But obviously, I know I grew up in Vermilion, but this has been a place I've called home and. I've loved living here. Mm-hmm. What do you remember about that year playing in Edmonton, uh, you know, getting to play on the big rink down, down at the old Coliseum? And, uh, <laughs> you know, because, you know, it was – I remember being there opening night, and, it, you know, the energy in that place was pretty cool, and I think you won in overtime. Yeah, we. Yeah, absolutely. We uh, – We. Uh, I think there's still one player from that team playing. It's still Kyle Brodjak. <laughs> That's right, yeah. He, he, was on, he was on our team with the Roadrunners there, and he – I remember, you know, getting to hang out a lot with him, and he's so obviously. I don't know. There might be one or two more, but I just know know of him off the top of my hat, top of my head that he's still playing. But no, it's it's been it was good. I I love the experience of going to Rexall. It was a good, uh, obviously, the history there. I never played a game with the Oilers, but uh, obviously, getting the chance to just be a part of it and uh, you know meet some of the you know you know people that have been involved in the Oilers organization was huge and I uh, still have some good friends for sure around it. Yeah, for sure. And you're right. It is uh, it, only Kyle Brodziak remains. Uh, I yeah. believe I believe that night uh, Mike Bishai scored the winner. Uh, yes. <laughs> Bishai was there. And I think we had Stoll and Torres on that team and yeah, we had a we had a good group there. Uh, I'm going to go over your uh, your list of teams that you've played for starting with the Red Deer Rebels, Philadelphia yeah. Phantoms, of course, the Roadrunners, Toronto, Edmonton, St. Louis Blues. Of course, you're part of a trivia question with the Chris Pronger trade. So, yeah, you know, whether you want to or not. Uh, Peoria, <laughs> Riverman, Dallas Stars, New York Rangers, Connecticut Whale, uh, Augsburg Panthers. I know you had a, a deal with the Canadians and that didn't work out for you. But yeah. you have played everywhere, uh, a yeah. lot of places. Um, tell me about 
playing for that many teams, what I mean, I'm sure the the tough side of it is that you you know you kind of you're moving around a lot, but but yeah. what, what are the what are the upsides of uh, playing in so many places and 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 especially playing overseas as well? Well, I think uh, when it comes down to I guess you know when I look back on my career, obviously you always look back and you say, well, maybe it could have been a little bit better or could have been worse. Who knows? Right? You don't really know right now because the game, you know, making it to the NHL and having your dream is as hard as it's hard. It's hard enough just you know thinking about it. But just mm-hmm. you know when you're in the in the heat of the moment and you're you know you're playing, you just you know I guess you just cherish every day you're in the NHL and you just realize how hard it is to, to play there and to stick there and and just the competition. But you know every every place I went to, I always felt there was a there was a need for me. I felt I extended my career a little bit even too because I was always a pretty good teammate and always a guy that came to the rink and worked hard and was always, you know, fun to be around. And I, I ended up playing, I think, 278 games in the NHL, but was on a roster for a lot more. So I think just, I think me, you know, just being a good teammate, not maybe extended my career a lot more than I probably I thought too. So it was, you know, you always take the good and the bad out of it, but always just, you know, you always learn things um, along the way and you just, I think it's helped me with the coaching side of it too, just knowing how hard it is and what it takes to get to that next level. Mm-hmm. Well, the one thing I always remember about you know seeing you on on television or you know getting a chance to interview you in the room, you couldn't stop smiling. Yeah, you always <laughs> smiled. Yeah, yeah. No, I was. I guess I was. I was in me, and I know my nickname was was Cheeksy at one point. So I think they <laughs> they call me Cheeksy all the way through through hockey so that kind of stuck with me i don't know if it's because of my big butt or my, <laughs> my... <laughs> we'll just leave that with you jeff yeah we'll just leave that with me yeah <laughs> well uh man it was great to have you on the show tonight and uh i'm really proud of uh of your success uh, this season with the Shore park crusaders i know you got a long way to go um yeah yeah 24 6 and 2 record is nice but uh you want to finish strong the rest of the way so uh all the best the rest of the way have fun in that game in vermilion as well as you get to go back home i appreciate it Dave. take care jeff Wojwitka, associate coach of the Sherwood park crusaders and uh he's been everywhere man but uh, it's kind of fun to talk to those hockey nomads as well. And Jeff Wojcicki is one of them. And uh... I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and, not as uh, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more know, doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Uh, great guy. And I'm glad that a you know, experience like that didn't crush him. It just made him a better guy. And that's great. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on Edmonton Sports Leader, 630 Chad. It's now 3-3, Oil Kings and Raiders. Quite the battle going on in PA tonight with uh, just over five minutes left in the second period. Goal scores for the Oil Kings. Uh, Connor McDonald, his seventh. Carter Souch, his sixth of the season. Jake Neighbors, his seventh. So it is a 3-3 tie. Oil Kings, uh, they lost yesterday 6-3 to the Saskatoon Blades. That ended their two-game losing streak. They 
haven't been winning a lot of games lately, but they're still hanging out, hanging in there in the Central Division. Uh, one point, well, going into last night's game, they were three points back of the uh, Red Deer Rebels for first place. Some uh, news and notes from around the uh, sporting world today. Um, you know, you wonder where you put your sheets. There they are. <laughs> Found it. Uh, we're going to start with soccer. Alfonso Davies, Kellen. Alfonso Davies. Great. He's a very good soccer player. 18-year-old who resides in Edmonton. Right now he's in Bayern Munich in Germany. He's been named the Canadian Men's Soccer Player of the Year. The youngest player ever to win this honor. And uh, he had three matches for Canada in the CONCACAF Nations League qualifying. Rights were transferred from the Vancouver Whitecaps. Uh, had a great season in Vancouver to Bayern Munich in July for an ML- MLS record transfer fee that could total more than $29 million. New York Rangers say defenseman Kevin Shattenkirk will be sidelined two to four weeks with a shoulder injury. Shattenkirk left the second period of Monday night's game in Tampa after he took a check around the left shoulder, had a sling on his arm post-game. Carolina Hurricanes have placed forward Jordan Stahl on injury reserve with a concussion. Stahl has missed two games with the injury. The move is retroactive to December 5th. He has five goals, six assists in 27 games this season. Dandy matchup in the NBA tonight. Toronto Raptors visit the Golden State Warriors. Could it be an NBA Finals preview? Probably a bit early for that. But it could be, yes. Raptors, uh, they beat the defending champs already this year in Toronto, but Steph Curry and Draymond Green did not play in that game. Curry is back and playing like Steph Curry does, like an all-star. The Raptors on short rest after beating the Clippers last night, 123-99 in Los Angeles. NFL news, lots Mm. of news about and that day, and that game, Dave, 8.30 our time. 8.30. So there you go. So uh, check that out if you so please. Pittsburgh Steelers quarterback Ben Roethlisberger believes he'll play Sunday in New England against the Patriots despite bruised ribs suffered in Sunday's loss in Oakland. Joe Flacco has lost his job as the Baltimore Ravens' starting quarterback will be the backup Sunday for the first time in his 11-year NFL career. Flacco was finally healthy after missing the past four games with a right hip injury, but the Ravens went 3-1 and one during his absence under rookie quarterback Lamar Jackson, and head coach John Harbaugh has decided to stick with the first-round pick with the Ravens striving to end a three-year playoff drought. So much for the you-don't-lose-your-job-because-of-injury stuff. Uh, Philadelphia Eagles quarterback Carson Wentz is questionable for Sunday's NFL game against the Rams in Los Angeles because of tightness in his back. In fact, it's unlikely he's going to play. Uh, Wentz didn't practice today. Eagles head coach Doug Peterson says the the pivot's back needs more evaluation. Wentz, over 3,000 passing errors, 21 touchdowns, 7 interceptions for the defending Super Bowl champs who are not having a very good season at all. And from the Major Leagues of Baseball, Charlie Morton and the Tampa Bay Rays have reached a $30 million two-year deal. 35-year-old Morton was the uh, first-time All-Star last season when he went 15-3 for the Houston Astros. 2-2 Penguins and Blackhawks during the second period of play. Flames still up 1-0. They're in the first intermission. And it's 3-2 Golden Knights over the Islanders in the third period of play. Still to come tonight, the uh, Anaheim Ducks host the Dallas Stars. News is next from Thomas Dyes from the 630 Chet 24-hour news center. We'll uh, meet our global MVP in the next half hour, our 630 Chet MVP, and also head to Victoria, site of the selection camp for the Canadian World Junior team. Evan Bouchard has a great shot of making that team. Of course, he's the Oilers' 10th uh, overall selection. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, 
Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. In this year's NHL Entry Draft, it's Dave Campbell and for Reed Wilkins tonight, Wednesday evening edition of Inside Sports. This is Mike Riley from your Edmonton Eskimos, and you're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on 630 Chet. Final half hour of Inside Sports. Dave Campbell and for Reed Wilkins tonight. Reed back in the uh, big host chair tomorrow. 4.30 is the face-off show. 6 o'clock drop the puck in Winnipeg between the Oilers and Jets. The Oilers ending up a uh, two-game road trip. Oscar Clefbaum, defenseman, placed on injured reserve, hand injury. Don't know severity, but Ken Hitchcock said last night after the game in Colorado, 6-4 to four was the final. Probably shouldn't have been six to four, but anyway, um, he said it's going to be weeks. It's not going to be days. So I wouldn't be surprised at all to hear that there's a break somewhere in that hand for Oscar Clefbaum. Having a good season. Three goals, 12 assists, 15 points. The Oilers leading point getter among defensemen. So the Oilers have called up Caleb Jones, the point leading point getter among defensemen with the Bakersfield Condors, two goals and 12 points. Drake Kajula activated off injured reserve as well. And Cooper Marodi has been sent down to the minors, to uh, Bakersfield. It's 4-3. Oil Kings up on the Prince Albert Raiders now. David Cope, his fifth goal of the season. So the Oil Kings giving the best team in the WHL the run, big-time run for their money. 4-3 after two periods of play. Uh, Speaking of the Eskimos, by the way, yesterday, uh, three members of the Eskimos had a workout with the New York Jets. Receivers Duke Williams, Bryant Mitchell, and defensive end Kwaku Botang. So the uh, we are well into the season of certain CFL players getting tryouts. Bo Levi Mitchell had a workout today for the uh, Denver Broncos, and he's got more scheduled. And I don't think Bo Levi Mitchell is going to be the Calgary Stampeders starting quarterback come June of 2019. I think he's going to get a job down south there. Uh, Kellen, at least get a chance to go to training camp and compete. Yeah, I predict there's going to be a real run of quarterbacks here when free agency opens in February. I yep. think that there's going to be a lot of interesting names signing in places that uh, you don't expect. And, of course, we hope that our guy signs right here. Yes, indeed. That's right. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed, indeed. Mm. And, of course, Mike Riley's not going to sign until the CBA's probably figured out. Absolutely. We're in a big game of chicken anyway between the uh, CFL and the CFLPA. And a deal can get done, but it's not probably in the best interest of the player side, yeah. especially to sign right away, even though the league would be like, let's do it tomorrow. I mean, I don't know about you, and you've been at this a lot longer than I have, obviously, uh, but CBA negotiations, are they just the m- most driest thing that has to do anything with sports oh, they ever? Are. They are, because, you know, both sides have the best deal in the drawer somewhere, but they right. don't want to pull it out until they absolutely have to. Doesn't matter to league either. I mean, I've no. seen MLB negotiations. I've seen both NHL yeah. lockouts and whatever over the past twenty years. And now the thing is, you won't you won't see a work stoppage in the CFL once the regular season rolls around. You might see maybe delaying training camp or 
maybe that maybe that's what happens. But I mean, really, the players can't afford not to play. No, so, absolutely. But they can. They, can they afford to stretch this as long as they can? Yep, and that's what's going to happen. Uh, <laughs> League start. I laugh because I just think this is a poor exercise, um, and it's uh, revealing. 10 players off each team's negotiation list. The CFL mm-hmm. has done this for the second straight year. So you get 10 names off of each team. Any interesting names out there, Dave? Well, there's three members of the Pittsburgh Steelers or that, you know, they're on the roster. Uh, one is quarterback Christian Hackenberg out of Penn State, uh, running back Amir Abdullah, and Ryan Switzer, who's a receiver. And <laughs> Ryan Switzer today was informed somehow through Twitter that he was on the negotiation list, and he said... What is that? <laughs> so that was kind of funny. Um, look, 10 names out of 45, that's just over 20%. They're names that they want to give fans, you know, kind of have a little bit of buzz and talk about. And But really, at the end of the day, the chance of these players coming up to Canada are not good. And this is the reason why the negotiation lists are not public, because it changes all the time. You know, these 10 names that are that are on the list here, I'm not going to read all of them. One interesting name is also Shane Zilstra out of Minnesota State. Yes, the brother, the younger brother of Brandon Zilstra, who's with the Minnesota Vikings. He was on the NAG list last year, so he he remains. And he was one of the names released last year when the league first unveiled the list of uh, 10 names. But the negotiation list changes all the time. It's confusing. It's And how it works is, so Ryan Switzer didn't know he was on a NAG list. Well... Yeah, that's how it works a lot. Um, the agent has to trigger that 10-day clause. So if you remember, when the Eskimos had Terrell Owens on their NAG list, his agent, who's from Edmonton, I can't remember his name, sorry, but he triggered the 10-day clause. So the teams have 10 days to come up with a deal. They can offer a contract that retains the rights for another year, or they can take them off their NAG list, and that's what the Eskimos ended up doing. The NAG list should never, ever be public because it changes so often and it's a very confusing ordeal. So you get the odd names leaked, and that's it. So, And I think the hope was when the, when the league passed that, that we'd see some interesting names that teams would make public that were not necessarily football players or something. Like, say, if somebody had, for example, Brock Lesnar on their negotiation yeah. list or something. Yeah, but. exactly. All right, let's switch gears here, talk about hockey, World Junior Hockey Championships in Vancouver and Victoria. It'll begin for Canada on Boxing Day, they play Denmark. Evan Bouchard, uh, Edmonton Oilers draft pick this season, first round, uh, 10th overall, playing for the London Knights. And at the selection camp in Victoria, we uh, speak with Evan Bouchard right now. Evan, uh, first off, uh, you're in a pretty nice place. How's Victoria? Yeah, it's going pretty good. Um, you know, the rink here is a pretty cool rink, and it's, uh, it's a good time so far. Yeah, um, I, I know I was reading up about how you were, you know, waiting for the phone call. And um, what was that experience like? Uh, you got it on the weekend, or, or when did you get the phone call, actually, that you were on you were on the selection camp? Um, I think it was uh, it was actually after after one of our games uh, back in London. I was actually on the way uh, on the way home when I got the call. And when you got the call, what was that like? Uh, whole lot of excitement really uh you know you picture playing for a team since you're a kid you watch it growing up and stuff so having the chance to uh hopefully play on the team is is pretty special and you're not going alone Uh, you got a couple teammates with you and alex formington and uh liam foudy uh that's got to be pretty cool experience to uh you know to go to to go to something that you're not overly familiar with, and I know you've been part of other selection camps before, um, but not at this level, but the fact that you get 
you know, you get a couple of uh, running mates to go along with you. That has to make it even more special. Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty cool to have them with me. You know, Alex going through it uh, last year, and uh, you know, so being able to uh, you know lean on him a little bit for for advice, and uh, you know, having someone else like Sue, like you said, is uh, is pretty nice to see some familiar faces around. Are you asking Alex a lot of questions, or are you trying not to bother him too much? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I try not to bother him too much. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm sure he doesn't mind kind of taking you under his wing uh, uh, as well. Of course, he's uh, you know, a great person, great teammate, so I don't think... Uh... I think if anyone had questions and asked them, he'd be there to help for sure. Yeah, no question. We're talking with Evan Bouchard, London Knights defenseman at the uh, selection camp for Team Canada for the World Junior Hockey Championships. Of course, a, also a 10th overall draft pick by the Edmonton Oilers this year. So uh, tell me you're what, two two days into to, to, uh, main camp. Uh, what has really been the eye-opener for you? Um. No, I think uh, putting that jersey on is always uh, a special thing. Um, so, I guess being with the with the best on best this year, I guess, um, and the players is it's pretty cool. And trying to come together quickly, like, do you? I mean, how much stock do you put in that, or do you, you just have to kind of, you know, it, it'll come when it comes, or is there a bit of urgency that no, we got to kind of know each other a little bit? And there is some internal competition, obviously, because not everyone out of this thirty-four is going to make it. Yeah, I think there's uh, definitely some competition. I think it makes, uh, you know, pace to play that much faster, which is uh, a good thing. But like you said, for tournaments like this, I think, uh, you know, you really got to try to come together uh, quickly. And I think teams that do come together quickly usually have uh, have the bigger success. Uh, Tim Hunter is your head coach for Team Canada. What, what's it been like to, to work under him? Uh, it's been pretty cool. Um, obviously, he knows what he's talking about. So I think... Uh, so just having the chance to uh, to listen to him and uh, see what he has to say, it's, uh, it's pretty nice. Yeah, uh, I, I know. I mean, there's obviously representation from you know the OHL, the Q, the the WHL. Is there is there some chirping going on as well between you know guys from the Dub, guys guys from the O, guys from the Q about hey, you know, our league's maybe better than yours. <laughs> um, obviously, there's there's a little bit of that. Nothing too uh, too serious. Um, no, but there are there are uh, between Kissio and uh, Hunter. You know, they're they're coaches against each other in the WHL. So I'm sure they have stuff to say to each other. Yo, I'm sure. Yes, absolutely. As <laughs> we're joined by uh, Evan Bouchard, Edmonton Oilers, a defenseman prospect, tenth uh, overall pick this year by the Oilers in the entry draft, uh, London Knights defenseman, and trying to uh, crack a spot on Team Canada for the upcoming World Junior Hockey Championship. Speaking to Evan from Victoria here on 6:30, Chad, Inside Sports. Uh, so, uh, London, unfortunately, your, your long 15-game winning streak uh, ended, and that doesn't mean that, you know, things are all bad all of a sudden. Uh, it's kind of interesting timing because now the three of you are gone, and they're going to have to, you know, maybe deal with, with all three of you not being there for a while. But first, tell me about the streak ending. Uh, you never want to lose, but I guess what, what's the mindset after a long losing streak or a long winning streak ends like that? Um. Yeah, you never obviously never want to lose, um, but you know it's it's bound to happen. I don't think a team has ever gone a full season without losing. So I guess you kind of knew it was coming at one point. Um, but I think it's how fast we can we can pick ourselves up from the loss and uh, see how fast you can get on another streak. But I think the uh, you know the mindset in the room was right. Um, you know everyone was uh, trying to forget about it and uh, you know try to worry about the next game and uh, see how, see see how fast if we can get on another streak or not. 
it, it, it sounds a little crazy to say, but is it almost a relief that a streak like that ends just because everyone keeps talking about it? Um, I don't think it's a relief. I think, uh, you know, you want to, you want to go as far as you can without losing. Um, you know, I think 15 games is a long time, but, uh, I think it was, uh, it was a good run. I think, uh, we definitely have the, the opportunity to make another one. You had a good run with the Oilers. Uh, you got a, got a, a chance to play, uh, about what, seven or eight games. You got a goal. So that's pretty cool. Um, what do you take most from the experience here in Edmonton, uh, with the Oilers, uh, that you, we're able to kind of take with you going to London and maybe you'll be able to use going forward and hopefully you make the Canadian junior team. Um, I think the, the big thing is, uh, you know, being a pro acting like a pro and, uh, you know, the work ethic, uh, in and out of, uh, games and practices. So hopefully I can take that, uh, you know, back to London and, uh, especially here at the world junior camp. All right. Well, you're not playing in the exhibition game tonight. Uh, you're playing tomorrow and Friday, and I know you're going to be, you know, giving it your all trying to make this team. And uh, I really appreciate the few minutes you're able to uh, spend with us here tonight, Evan, and uh, all the best going forward here with the camp. Hopefully you make it. Thank you very much. Yeah, he's going to make it. Evan Bouchard, Edmonton Oilers defenseman prospect, uh, 10th overall pick in this year's draft. Yeah, he'll make it. Uh, the U Sports team that they're playing, it's basically an all-star team. Uh, several uh, members of the U of A Golden Bears uh, are on the team, like Cole Sanford, uh, Luke Phillip, Jason Fram, and uh, goaltender Jordan Paperny. So this is a three-game series. Uh, Bouchard is not playing tonight, but he'll play tomorrow and likely play in the finale on Friday afternoon down there in Victoria. So that's pretty cool. Uh, World Junior time. It's always fun. Your home for breaking news and expert opinion. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on 630 Chad. And we are here for Northern Chicken, bringing down home Southern comfort food to Edmonton and other tasty treats. Salivate or the menu at northernchickenyeg.com. It is now time for the 630 Chad MVP for Elite Promotional Marketing. And earlier today, I got a chance to speak with Robert Kincaid, a fine defenseman from the St. Albert Raiders AAA team. Your defenseman for the St. Albert Raiders, our 630 Chad MVP this week. Uh, you play uh, Mitchell AAA. Uh, your defenseman who leads your team in points. That doesn't happen always. So what's the key to your, to your success so far this season? Uh, well, it's all got to go to my teammates like I like to jump up in the rush and make plays but they put the puck in the back of the net for me so that helps so yeah always nice when you dish and they score right yeah exactly uh your ice time are, are you a guy that plays in all situations whether it's even strength power play penalty kill uh yeah I, for the most part I play in all situations um like I, I like the power play obviously but I like killing penalties and I'm out there quite a bit so that's nice that that's tough, especially with a penalty killing role. I mean, that's kind of kind of like a grind type of role. Uh, I, yeah. guess, I guess how do you how do you keep it up? Uh, I drink a lot of water. I guess I don't know. <laughs> I just I'm I'm good position positionally, so that helps too. So yeah, yeah. yeah. Play uh, play smarter, not harder, necessarily, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so you're a guy that you can conserve energy pretty well. Yeah, I I, I know when I'm pushing myself and like. Like game management is huge, so like if it's the first period, I'm not going to be 
pushing my limits i'll be like like obviously i like 100 percent all the time but like yeah. there's times where do i go do i not go like up in the rush and smart that way Speaking with Robert Kincaid, he's a defenseman from the St. Albert Raiders uh, Midget AAA program here on 630 Chet Inside Sports. Robert is our 630 Chet MVP this week. Uh, I saw a clip uh, from your coach, um, and he was talking about your maturity and how you really like to ask questions. You're not afraid to do that. Uh, I know some kids your age and even some adults, I mean, they're, they're, they're not very uh, willing to ask questions at times to kind of keep it to themselves. But for you, uh, tell me, I guess, the importance of that as far as you're concerned, to to really get in the ear of your coaches and uh, you know and, and and to ask whatever you, whatever's on your mind. If there's something I don't know, just ask, figure it out. Um, just I don't know, just uh, help the team out too. Because like if I don't ask and it ends up in the back of our net, and I could have asked, then it doesn't help the team. So just help myself and the team. You're drafted by the Kelowna Rockets, um, and I know you're only 16 years old, so. As far as your path after AAA, I mean, are you are you pretty much decided where you want to go, or do you feel like you're a guy that has options open, whether it's WHL or, or NCAA? Uh, well, I, I'm not sure yet. Like, obviously, I'm not going to say one thing and then, like, because I'm not sure at all. So I'm just keeping my doors open because both are great ways to go. So I don't know. I got to think about that soon. So, yeah. <laughs> Let's talk about your current, uh, what, what you're doing currently here. Uh, you're going to play your second game for the Camerals Kodiaks tonight of the Alberta Junior Hockey League. Uh, and in your first game, you, you scored, right? <laughs> yeah, I, I got on the power play. And uh, it was the first period, and I just got the puck at the top, and then I just made a quick little move and just shot it, and it just went in. So, so what, do you know, what do you notice about that level of hockey, the, the Junior A level? Uh, it's way faster, just... Everybody, uh, they think the game a lot faster, like passes are way harder, hits are harder, a um, lot more skill, and uh, it's really loud in there, too, with all the fans and stuff. So. You know how many games you uh, you plan on playing, or they plan on playing you? Uh, I'm not sure. I think hopefully I get in a couple more times. Hopefully I can get maxed out with my 10 games and then go from there, but yeah, I'm not sure. Right on. Robert, thanks for your time. Congratulations on being the 630 Chet MVP this week. And uh, uh, so far, so good with your season with the St. Albert Raiders. So uh, continue yeah. success, and thank you very much again for your time. Yeah, thanks for having me. Good kid. Robert Kincaid, defenseman for the uh, St. Albert Raiders Midget AAA team and playing some games for the Camerals Kodiaks as well in the Alberta Junior Hockey League. Uh, H-Song on 630-630, uh, the text line. Hitchcock is better than McClellan because he sticks to the system instead of reacting to the team's weaknesses. Hitch has a true system. McClellan read insecurities. I think what McClellan did was try to push the pace offensively, at the same time trying to play responsibly in, in his own end. But what Hitchcock is doing is trying to clean up his own zone, the D zone, the neutral zone, and still trying to be creative. It's funny. You look at the numbers and... They are better in their own end. They're getting great goaltending. He's getting great goaltending now from Koskinen and Talbot. And not spending as much time in the offensive zone, but seem to be more responsible. And the one thing I'll say about Hitchcock in watching the orders now, uh, compared to McClellan, I think the best 12 forwards are on the ice. The best six defensemen are on the ice. And the goaltending is a bit of a challenge because you kind of got to roll the dice and it's by feel. And like Hitchcock has said, Kellen... 
you're in the Western Conference, you got to roll with some sort of a more of a rhythm, and you can't just ride one guy, especially at this point in the season. Right, so. absolutely. Uh, Calgary just scored four free. Sean Monahan adds to the goal total for the Flames. There you go. Elsewhere tonight in the National Hockey League, the uh, Penguins and Blackhawks are tied at three at the end of the second period of play, and it's the final. The Golden Knights over the uh, New York Islanders 3-2, so I think that vaults them back into a wild card spot, uh, and the Oilers I believe are on the outside looking in right now, so this is going to be uh, quite the battle from now until the end of the season. Uh, WHL tonight, Oil Kings 4-3. Uh, they lead the Prince Albert Raiders, the best team in the WHL, early in the third period of play. Reed Wilkins back tomorrow with the face-off show. Oilers and Jets at 4-30. Puck drops from MTS uh, from Bell MTS Place at 6 o'clock. Santa's Anonymous delivery weekend. For more information, santasanonymous.ca. Need toys for zero to uh, kids 0-2 to two and 9-12. to 12. On behalf of the fine studio producer of the show, Kellen Kennedy. My name is Dave Campbell. Thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for your feedback on the text line as well. As I mentioned, Oilers and Jets tomorrow, 6 o'clock. Good night, everyone. 13 sleeps to Christmas. Sorry, it's the truth. Panic now! <laughs>